most beautiful thing that I have genuinely learned in my life is that you don't need anybody's acceptance to accept you. You don't need anybody's approval to say to to make you feel that you're right and you're a good person. You don't need it. They they are just people outside, uh, and everybody has a way of looking at things. So don't don't wait for people's approval to accept you and love you. Just love yourself. Yeah. Um, and please leave where respect is not served. Mm. That's that's the the most important lesson that I've learned. Um, a lot of times I would keep people above my self respect, relationships yeah. above my self respect, which initially was a great thing to do. But then those people start taking you for granted yeah. and make you feel that they can walk over you and. <laughs> Alright, uh, what up guys, how you doing? Welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm joined by the one and only Amrin. How do I say your last name? Satan. Satan. Straight from India? India? Which part? Gujarat. Whoa, Gujarat. I have a friend from Gujarat. Gujarat is the dry state or alcohol? Yes, but apparently that's where the most alcohol is. How is that even possible? Um, <clears throat> a lot of things in the material. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, okay. First of all, how was your day today? It was good. What were you getting up to? Uh, I just finished work. Yeah? What do you do for work? I work for IT company, Ooh. but I'm just, I'm working as a workforce manager. So I work for the company, but mm-hmm. I'm not an IT anymore. Oh, so you're like the boss, but you don't do the IT stuff. Yeah. So you set up the schedules and all that? Correct. Oh, you're the first one <laughs> who knows the meaning of workforce manager or planner, because usually when I ask and they're like, oh, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then I have to explain, but yeah, okay. scheduling and vacation approvals and all <clears throat> Oh, so you're the reason people go on vacation. Yes, and I'm the reason why people hate their job because their vacation don't get approved. <laughs> and how, what made you get into that? Uh, honestly, I, I, I don't even know how I got into that. Um, I, I studied nursing, mm-hmm. so this field is totally opposite of what I studied. Um, but I guess life had written something else for me. And through experience, I got it, not with degree. Ah, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. And then when did you, okay, so you started nursing yeah. and ended up in workforce. How? <laughs> it's How? a long story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. And then when did you move from India to here? Uh, 2011, December. I was just uh, 18 when I moved here. What? Were you scared? Yeah. I was excited okay. to, to be independent and uh, to explore a new country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you I was scared because no family here, but yeah. Oh, you came by yourself? Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any family or friends here when I first came. Still by yourself? Still by myself. Wow, at 18? <laughs> yeah, How? I just did 18. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I should thank my parents for that. They had that <laughs> confidence and trust in me, so. Oh, that's that's amazing. I feel like you were just a kid, but yeah, yeah at 18, I, okay, 18, I was just getting into college. Yeah. It was a long, long time ago, but yeah. 
scary stuff. So you enjoying Canada? I love, love Canada. You're really? the only person who's here. Really? <laughs> no, no. I'm not getting paid for it. <laughs> I genuinely do. Do love Canada. Um, <clears throat> it's a country that has genuinely um, made me grow in so many ways that mm. I never imagined I would. Oh, they got you when you were a baby. Yeah, exactly. I was just like a cocoon in that thing, you know, and I, I became a butterfly in Canada. So yeah. it has given me all the colors that I have in my life right now. Oh, yeah. So when you came, you came to study to be a nurse? I came with the goal to become a nurse or a doctor. Yeah. Oh, wow. You like, what's, what's it called? Doctors. So you like injecting people with stuff? like? Yes. Uh, my goal... Like the reason I wanted to be a nurse initially was because I really, really care for people. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's just in my nature. And whenever I was in college and whenever we had professor asking us to each and every student, like, why you want to be a nurse? Uh, the only answer I always gave was, oh, I want to be there for people when they really need it. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I can do for free. I don't need money for it. So it was genuinely the passion that i had in my in my nature to care for people and be there for them <clears throat> that's amazing wow and then when you did it you're like nah i'm just gonna go into the business world <laughs> <laughs> no actually uh i was very very unsuccessful in uh nursing mm -hmm. i first started with a regular base course of pre-health science that mm -hmm. i did for one year because i came to Canada at the age of 12. So I didn't do any studies in college. Mm -hmm. So for me to qualify for nursing, I had to do something uh, basic to be qualified for nursing. Mm -hmm. So I did pre-health science and then I got into nursing, uh, R RPN uh, or yeah, practical nursing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I passed one semester, but second semester I failed. Mm -hmm. um, and then I failed again. So I didn't, at that time, I didn't want to give up. And uh, I have a cousin, um, her name is Nazleen, uh, mm -hmm. Na Nazleen, we call her Naju. Uh, <clears throat> I was in US at the time and uh, she asked me like, why, why do you want to be a nurse? Yeah. So I said like, I want to be a nurse because I really want to care for people. I want to be there for them, mm -hmm. especially seniors and kids. So at that time she said me something that really hit me hard. And she's like, just because that's in your nature, mm -hmm. doesn't mean you make it a profession, a career. Uh. And that hit me because that's when I realized that there is a difference between caring for people mm -hmm. and make, turning that into a field. Yeah. So, but by the time I already had studied a little bit of nursing and mm -hmm. that was the only way I could get my permanent residence in Canada. Mm -hmm. So I, I had to continue. But as soon as I got my permanent residence, I knew that this is not for me anymore. We lost a nurse. <laughs> and now we have a crisis. <laughs> so it's all Do because we, of... Trust me, yeah, you are better of not being a nurse. So because of you, we need more nurses and you let us down. Why? But now I, I understand, I understand. And then, oh, so that's, so there's no part of you that wishes you were a nurse? There is, uh, but very honestly, uh, when I was, uh, so I couldn't pass my practical nursing. Mm -hmm. And I was at a time when my student counselor had asked me to leave the country or said that you you have two options. Either you uh, go back to India or you go into another course. Because oh, yeah. I had already failed two times. Mm -hmm. And if you fail two times in a program, then the college kicks you out. That was 
in nursing, it's really strict. Mm -hmm. So at that time, uh, I had to choose another field, which was personal support worker, which is uh, a field where they report to nurses. So at that time, for me, nursing was everything. It yeah. was like a god. I, I was worshipping that uh, that field. Mm. And whenever I would go on an internship, whenever I see, I would see a nurse, I would be like, when will I become a nurse? Uh, but life, like, it happened in a way that I had to choose personal support worker. Mm. And it was a field that was reporting to nursing. So imagine walking into a hospital mm. and doing something below that what you are dreaming of yeah and reporting to that person that's like a slow death that i was living every day and uh, after that i still wanted to be a nurse but mm. i had extremely bad experiences with my employers um, oh. and that that just killed the the nurse in me that i had yeah and yeah well <laughs> there you go it's because of you hospitals no <laughs> now we don't have nurses you see could have had a perfect nurse but not the hospitals i would say certain employers certain, empl certain employers yeah. who, who we shall not name yeah we see you i wouldn't i wouldn't name you <laughs> <laughs> okay and then that's how you pivoted yeah so what are some of the would you like someone who wants to be a nurse like what are some of the things you tell them i like uh didn't work out for you or advice would you give someone um, I would say that in a profession of nursing, there are so many things that you see regularly. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, if you walk on the road and you see a senior person walking and falls down, immediately your heart will break and you'll be like, oh, God, I want to help her. Yeah. But in nursing, you see that every day, every minute, every other minute, I would say, or every other half hour or something. Right. Mm -hmm. So some or other way, it kills that emotion that yeah. you have because now it doesn't become your heart or your nature it becomes your duty and your your job that you get paid for yeah right so i mean i'm nobody to give advice but uh, from my side if if i if i have to say something i would say that just don't lose that heart that you have in you don't lose the reason that first you decided the reason that you first had when you first became a nurse mm. Uh, don't lose it. And I'm sure a lot of nurses are, aren't are losing it because that's why we have great nurses in, in the country. <coughs> Where? <laughs> Where do you meet these great nurses? I've had terrible experiences in these hospitals. Really? Yeah, okay, fine. They, they're nice, but it's just I hate the whole six yeah. hours in an emergency room. Yeah. Guys, it's, I'm dying. Hello. <laughs> But but no, it's fine. Um, and how did you find the business side of life? Um, so I always wanted to be a leader and I always mm -hmm. wanted to manage. Uh, so I'm still not there. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to be a businesswoman and one day I will. Uh, but yeah, this part is really nice because uh, I've realized now with the experiences that I'm not a person who is a front-end person. Mm. I cannot deal with customers. I cannot talk to people. I do get irritated very easily or I get emotional very easily. Mm -hmm. So I'm a person who can deal with people from the back, like, you know, the managing stuff of yeah. people, uh, not the person who can deal directly with customers. And I, I really love that experience because mm. the best thing that I can work from home yeah. <laughs> and second, uh, it gives me flexibility of working whenever I want as long as the work is done. You work whenever you want? Yes. 
Why am I giving the people these jobs? <laughs> okay, okay. And then um, I know I met you on background. How did you yes. get into that? So, oh God, this is this is a this is quite a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever when I was a kid, I the first profession that I wanted to be was a doctor. Mm-hmm. But the second profession I wanted to be was going into acting and modeling, and that was something mm-hmm. really, really I was like re- really passionate about. Yeah. But being in India, my parents were not totally approving of it because of all the uh, politics and all the all the faces a girl might face. They were yeah. really protective and scared about me and they never wanted me to be in that field. Mm-hmm. Um, and then soon enough, I came to Canada and I got busy with studies and getting my permanent residence here. But then when I got it, um, one day I was just scrolling um, Instagram and I saw one of Miss India Mm-hmm. Uh, photo and you know she was crowned Miss India mm-hmm. and that was it, at that time I was like I can't be Miss India but what if I can be a Miss Canada yeah because now I'm in Canada so the first thing I did immediately was uh, I went to Miss Canada website and tried to see if I can th- that was literally I, I had no idea there is something like Miss Canada or like I didn't know how to apply but I applied mm-hmm. and uh, I got selected mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I got selected and I was one of the finalists uh, of Miss Canada 2021. Oh. And, I, yeah, and I got to compete as well uh, in Montreal, Quebec. Mm-hmm. So that's when it hit me that, you know, if I can do this, yeah. if I can be as an Indian, as an immigrant who was once a student who has been deported as well and can come and become and represent Canada, I mean that that was a huge achievement for me. So for after that, it just gave me a hope mm-hmm. that and a, a way to see things differently. Yeah. And then I realized that if I can do this, then I can do other things as well. And then you know how people say that positive. You think positive. You know whatever you think attracts. Yeah. It it actually happened in my case. The mm-hmm. the only thing I was thinking at that time was acting and modeling and acting and modeling, mm-hmm. and then. <clears throat> One day on Facebook, just uh, uh, one of the agency posted this uh, ad that we're looking for a few background artists for this Bollywood movie that's going to be shooting in Langley. Mm-hmm. So um, honestly, up until that ad, yeah. you'll laugh when I say this. I always thought that whoever is in background mm-hmm. are actual real people. And the movie people are just going and shooting it yeah. in front of public. I yeah. never knew that they, this is all planned and this is all a set. I, I really didn't know that. I thought, mm. how are they just shooting in front of public? Aren't they looking at the actors? Yeah. So that was the first time when I realized that background artist is something <laughs> where you can actually get paid. Yeah. So I called my dad. <clears throat> uh, at that time, it just, again, this was a very new industry for me. So I yeah. didn't know. It just only said non-union. Mm-hmm. So for me, I felt non-Indian was not not paid. Okay. So I called dad and I, I asked dad that, that this is a movie, Hindi movie, like, you know, Bollywood movie or uh, Punjabi movie should getting like, you know, uh, here, like it's been uh, recorded here, uh, filmed here in mm-hmm. Langley. And what do you think? Shall I go? Uh, but I don't think I'm going to get paid for it. Yeah. Uh, so dad is like, you want this field. You love this field. So go mm-hmm. ahead. Mom mm-hmm. is like, go ahead. Yeah, it's okay if you don't get paid. Just get yeah. the experience. Just get get the vibe. You know, you'll know. Mm-hmm. You'll at least be able to live it. And that was my first time when I went to a set of a movie and I was able to see directors and producers and mm-hmm. actors and 
all that stuff and background artists which i never thought were real <laughs> and at that time they told me so what's your sin number i'm like for what and they're like don't you want to get paid i didn't even know i was going to get paid i just went because i really love that field and that's the, and that's how i knew mm-hmm. that this is background thing and you can actually have an agency for it yeah. and you can and then slowly slowly i started applying for roles and all that stuff Oh, wow. that's so that's how I got it. <laughs> Long story. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's quite an interesting story. Like I didn't know you did modeling, and then I'm like, wait a minute, Miss Canada was in background. Those are two things that just don't don't go together. But still, yeah, um, it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. Okay, and then so you've been doing BG for one year now. One and a half years. One and a half years. You enjoy it? Love it? Uh, I enjoy free food. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say? Spoken to anybody in the industry. That's the first thing they say. Crafty. Yeah, I enjoy the free food and sitting around and chilling. Um, But every single time when I go to any BG work that I get selected for, I swear the only thing I do is I look at that actor Mm -hmm. and I just keep looking at them and I just imagine myself. Uh, I'm sure a lot of times they would look at me and freak out like what the hell is wrong with me but they don't understand like I'm not looking at them as like that I'm not staring at them I'm Mm -hmm. not stalking them I'm just trying to imagine myself in that position so that one day I can be that girl oh because you want to be an actress and are you working on it? I'm trying on losing my weight (laughs) doesn't doesn't it's not okay I am working on it yes but uh, losing my weight in the sense that I'm trying to be fit mm-hmm. uh, and more presentable, mm-hmm. which obviously work from home and COVID has made me really lazy. Yeah. So I'm working on that. But yeah, uh, the other things that I do is I try to like uh, look at the look at the scripts and try to act myself and mm-hmm. try to like engage with people in the same industry so I can get opportunities. You you know acting school? What is it called? Acting. Acting school, yeah. yeah. I think Vancouver Film School, and there are a lot of other schools. Yeah, there are a lot of other schools. You you think of going there? I do, uh, but at this stage where I'm the only one working Mm -hmm. currently, if I go to school, then I won't be able to work and school together. Yeah. So that's that's the only reason I'm stuck. But that's why I want to be a biz. I want to build a business where my money can just keep coming and then I can focus on things that I really like. Well, yeah, that's, that's a smart move. Don't be, don't be a struggling artist. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good experience. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's, it's really it. Every time I speak to people about acting, it's always different. Yeah. Different criteria. Some are like, oh, I went to this school. Some are like, oh, I'm just a natural. I just show up and I, I do <laughs> re- nice. I do auditions. And I would love that part <laughs> where you I can just, just show up. Show up and do yeah. your thing. But no, it's been fine. Any, do you have any style of movies you want to act in? <clears throat> I would love to be a part of a nice, good family drama movie mm-hmm. or a romantic movie. Um, yeah. I, I, but I'm okay with uh, any kind of opportunity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would love to see myself in that kind of like good family story and a movie that uh, by the end of the movie, you get a good lesson out of it. Oh, something yeah. like that, yeah. Okay, okay. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> Listen, directors, I know you watch me. <laughs> found yes, you an actress please. here. <laughs> Pay me, all right? <laughs> I found you a free actress. You know how hard it is to cast people in the scene. <laughs> But no, uh, that's that's fun. Yeah, um, I'll give you my name and number. All right, definitely. <laughs> Just reach out. We'll put a links uh, to Instagram and all that. And you have Miss Canada, okay? 2021. 
no finalist finalist canada 2021 finalist you know we just we live it's like miss canada and then we leave a big gap finalist okay like, so i just said how was that experience of miss canada oh it was top of the world uh, i i never won um i was not even in top 10 mm-hmm. uh but that experience was the experience uh, i i i lived for i think it was just a different part of the world like dif- li- totally separate world mm-hmm. um i met so amazing women in that competition and they were like it was just amazing it was very beautiful experience meeting those uh, women who have gone through so much and you know achieved so much yeah. as as a woman and their thoughts and their uh, contributions to the society mm-hmm. and apart from that just uh, getting uh, introduced to that part of the world where all this lies the yeah. the the acting the film the fame and all that stuff so it was a beautiful experience i learned a lot and yeah that's, that's really good memories that should be amazing that was last year how long how long does it take Like the, the experience of like is it one month two months it was only four days four days yes wait what yeah it was only four like the in uh, quebec uh in montreal we were only for four days three days were just to like get to know each other kind of thing and the fourth day was a ramp walk ramp walk and the final decision oh wow the judges yeah so you did it not don't people go to like modeling school and stuff for that did you do any of that or you just um i think no i didn't uh, i think miss canada i think their focus was to find people or women who have from a different part of the country mm. who have a story that can inspire youth and young generation um and think and then i mean i told them my story that mm. as an international student um i have come to canada and this is what my story is i think the reason i got selected is because i i my story could stand out oh, and okay. if i had that uh strength and if i had that much uh, in me then if i would have become miss canada mm-hmm. then i think it would have inspired a lot of uh, international students and that was my actually goal my my goal and my um my aim to win that competition was mm-hmm. just to let the immigrants know that if i can do this like anybody can Yeah, I'm, I'm actually learning because uh, I was thought this modeling things were just pretty women in front of everybody. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and smiling, <laughs> right? And smiling, <laughs> but to know that there's a backstory and there's there's yeah. this whole experience that that's amazing. Hey, women, is there Mister yes. Canada? Is there such a thing? I don't know. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is Mister Canada too, I think. Yeah, sign up and tell people. <laughs> I'm not doing it, but <laughs> sign up because. <laughs> uh, I'll be I'll be heartbroken if I'm on stage in the room win I need to win I have to be sure that I'm winning. Wow, that's 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 amazing. So you still doing modeling now or I am doing modeling but not like if I get opportunities yes I am but mm. at home like yeah I'm just practicing. practicing. That's that's doing mostly the, What's it called the catwalk the walk the, <laughs> the catwalk know, yeah. The walk the I don't I can never do that. <laughs> The runway <laughs> walk, I don't know where yeah, heels there, and walk. Yeah, different types of walks. <laughs> and I used to watch, I don't know if you watched it. What was it called? American Top Model. Yeah, uh-huh. huh. I used to watch that. That's where you learn a little bit about what modeling is. I just, just this is not my life. Yeah. <laughs> this is This do you, is Do you like to be do you like to act or are you into acting and modeling? Uh, I'm more into directing. So I'm I, I'm a writer at heart, like 
Cool. So you are a director. I'm an actor. So we exactly. need we need a guy now to finish the story. Uh, and a producer. I think yeah, we, we we need a producer. <laughs> you don't even need because for stories like I can write an entire story just with one person. Yeah. You can write a story. It just that's what I was like. It doesn't like people will say, oh, I need to be the right weight. I need to this. Yeah. That's no. It's about the story because I believe everybody has a story. So yeah. if everybody was a fitness model. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like how how much of a story can you tell but yeah. you know the different types of stories so yeah we'll, we'll be working like i said directors <laughs> <laughs> we'll be working I'll, i'll write you a story and we'll put your acting skills to test and see Great. see see what you bring um uh you said you like family drama yeah okay those those are very hard to write but like or anything i'm anything. i'm okay with anything okay okay i'm okay to be a policeman woman i'm okay to be a doctor okay <laughs> we have a short film coming up I'm okay all to right be a sister or a girlfriend i'm okay with that wife mother okay <laughs> we'll, we'll make we'll make we'll make something up we'll come up with a cuz right now i've already shot like two short films this year so yeah. we're making a third one pretty soon uh would you act in a horror movie yes i'm okay with it okay Because uh, right now, uh, so my friends, they say to write them either a comedy or a horror movie. Oh, I would love comedy. That comedy. would be fun. Okay. So, But yeah. horror, I'm, as I said, acting Anything? is my passion. Uh, this is something that I, like family drama or those kind of roles is something mm-hmm. that I would love to do. But yeah, having right. said that, that doesn't mean that if any other role comes, I would say no. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll work. We'll yeah. check, check, check back on this channel, guys. Uh, she'll be in it. Uh <laughs> I'll be writing a a good character. You promise? I promise. Oh, That's... you're promising on live. Oh, on live. <laughs> This is on my podcast. I promise okay, you. Guys. My my th- the third <laughs> short film that I put out, she'll be in it. Yay. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how much. See, I told you when you think about something, it attracts. Yeah. yeah. See how much you've worked and how much yeah. experience is just it's a lot of pressure on me now to write a good story. Yes. Solo and it's a lot of pressure for me to actually act on that story and make sure that it comes out good. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> That's why, because I've I've seen with acting, it's it's a lot about your director. If you see any movie that is a terrible performance, it's the director. Yeah. Because you have to bring out the best out of of the actor of, the, yeah. of actors and actresses, and and it's all about the story. If the story is good, yeah. Eh. Everything works out. True. But that's that's pretty cool. And then you came as a, you told me that she said. Here's how she pitched me. She's like, I have a great immigration story. What's your immigration story? <laughs> so, <clears throat> this is a true story. Mm-hmm. I swear. Um, the great immigration story <laughs> is <laughs> that I was deported. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I was actually asked to leave the country. Um, <clears throat> when um, when I was a student and after that um uh, as i said that i failed one time yeah. in nursing and then i failed two times in nursing and then i ended up doing a different course um and that was also one year mm-hmm. so as an international student uh, i'm sure a lot of international students will understand when i say this that as an international student when you for a study more than one year mm-hmm. uh, you are eligible to get two or three years of work permit yeah right i did two years of studies mm-hmm. so i was eligible to get at least two years of work permit or mm-hmm. three and i was really hoping for three mm-hmm. but when i got the work permit i only got for one year Whoa. and when i called the immigration uh, they told me that because there is a gap between your studies mm-hmm. that's why you got only one year now 
even though I failed and even though I was studying, mm-hmm. but because I didn't have a degree, I didn't end up getting a degree and it was just failing in the courses. Yeah. They considered as two years of gap in middle of two degrees. And mm-hmm. that's why I was not qualified for more than a year of work permit. Mm-hmm. Then the day when I realized that that was like the most um, like heartbreaking day for me because you know, like you need at least one year to find a proper employer to yeah. work and then to apply for PR. And in this case, I only had one year yeah. and I was in Ontario at that time. So in Ontario, the, the degree that I did was considered in C category. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as per that rules and regulations, I would never be eligible for PR. Mm-hmm. So now my biggest question of life was where do I go? Which which city I go, which province I go to. Yeah. Um after a lot of research I decided to go to Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> so in Saskatchewan, in that already two months had passed away. Yeah. Right. So when I went to Saskatchewan, now this is a personal support worker degree that I did. Um first semester I was able to pass very nicely. Mm-hmm. Again in second semester I failed in personal support worker which is a level below than nursing mm-hmm. so a lot of credits i got from nursing uh, semester that i did mm-hmm. so when i failed second time um i actually fought uh, uh with for with my gpa in mm-hmm. the college uh because i knew 100 percent that it was it was not my fault yeah the failing that happened was not my fault it, they mm-hmm. failed me in practicum so sorry i'm going back a little bit yeah. to explain you exactly what happened so <clears throat> when i failed in nursing uh when i failed in personal support worker now this is the third time i failed in the same college mm-hmm. right uh i'm not gonna say the college name uh but um when i went to fight for it uh and when i when i tr- when i tried to uh, you know speak up for what's right mm-hmm. um they told me that you can go to a counselor um like a student lawyer that was in the college itself. Yeah. So I went to that student lawyer. I mm-hmm. explained her everything. She was an amazing woman. Um, she Just looking at my uh, projects and looking at my stuff, she told me that this is not fair to you. Mm-hmm. You, you, are, you, may be, you may be the victim of discrimination. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So she said, we are going to find out. We are going to fight for it. And I'm going to make sure that you win the case because literally this is not your fault. You mm-hmm. have been failed on wrong terms. So <clears throat> she knew my case in and out mm-hmm. uh, and we had a date decided as well for uh, for for GPA fight uh, thing, appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, on the same day um, when all the uh, the directors and everybody was there in the in the room, mm-hmm. I was waiting for my lawyer, my student lawyer to show up and the other the, another guy walks up and he's like, she's not gonna come. I'm like, why? She's like, because we came to know that she has a cancer. Mm. And as much as I was feeling bad for her, mm-hmm. I was I was shattered because I was like, this girl knew my story in and out. Yeah. Now I have to fight for, for my own case. Mm-hmm. And how do I do that? So this guy said that I'll help you. Uh, I'm, I'm his assistant or something. I, I forgot it was like 10 years ago, but yeah. he said, I'll fight for you. Uh, I don't know the entire story, but I just know a little bit. So whatever I know, I'll fight. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just felt broken, you know, because I felt like she was my, she was my person who would help me to win this. And yeah. as an international student, if you fail, 
you know how much money you spend. It's yeah. not one or two thousand dollars like a national student. You have to pay three times more. And for mm-hmm. me, I have already spent almost twelve to thirteen thousand by just failing courses. Mm-hmm. So I I couldn't afford this more. So I I fought for it. I fought for it. They didn't pass me mm-hmm. because obviously I couldn't fight as a lawyer. Yeah. But they said that um, we will still give you another try. And now uh, we want you to take another course, which is English course, because you don't know how to speak English. Mm. And I mean, <clears throat> it was just a very hard because I was trying to explain something. Yeah. And in that process, I couldn't explain them well. Mm. So they are like, we are not failing you. Like we are not we are we are not we're not going to let this go. We are going to give you another chance, but we can promise that. If, if you fail this, we are not going to kick you out of the program. Mm-hmm. So that what we can promise. But you have to do this course. On top of it, you have to do English course as well because you, I don't, we don't think you can speak proper English. Yeah. So at that time, I thought that I've been in Canada from three years. Yeah. I've done IELTS before I came to Canada. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that just going once a week for one hour, mm-hmm. I learn English that I couldn't learn for the 18 years that I've spent in India in English medium school and then yeah. IELTS and then three years. But it just felt like they were just trying to do all this to get money out of me as an international student. So this whole journey, this whole degree, it took me almost four, five years. Mm -hmm. Uh, For first five years in Canada, I was just studying. And the only degree I had were two of one years. Mm -hmm. So when I went to Saskatchewan to Mm -hmm. get get my work sorted out so I can apply for PR, um, I, I, I did I get my I got my first job in a nursing home and mm-hmm. I started working as a personal support worker and in there um, a supervisor came and you know she just told me that Amreen have you finished all this uh, all these courses before getting hired I said what courses and she's like there is a personal support worker course and CPA and all that stuff oh, sorry CPR and all that stuff mm-hmm. I said yeah personal support worker I already have finished it I I did this in Ontario and she's like Oh, okay, if you didn't do it, then you can do it here itself. It's a three-hour course. You can take it in three hours or four hours. Mm-hmm. And it's like $1,000 fee. Oh, sorry, two, $250. Yeah. And you can finish in three, or, three hours. Now, imagine my moment that it took me five years to finish a degree to qualify for a job here. Yeah. And you're telling me that you can do the same thing, exact same thing in three hours with $250. So... Uh, in, in Regina, there is like that. In the personal support worker course, you can do it like a certificate program. So mm-hmm. certificate course, you can just do it online. Yeah. And it's, I think, two or three hours course. Uh, you can do it for like $250 or something like that. At that time, I, it had. Now, I don't know. Yeah. So I did that. Um, now, this employer promised me that they are going to do my permanent residency. Like mm-hmm. they are going to sponsor me for it after I work for two, three months. Um. I worked for three months. After three months, mm-hmm. um, the manager called me and she said that she heard something about me passing a, a wrong comment about somebody yeah. and she finds it not professional, so she's going to fire me. Whoa. And af- I had one year of work permit. Mm-hmm. Two months already passed because I was still trying to see which month, which city or which province to go to. Mm-hmm. Three months had passed now here. So my five months out of one year are already gone. Yeah. Five and a half months. So 
I try to explain her that, you know, you promised me that you'll do my PR. Like, can you just give me a chance? And I didn't pass any comment. It was, you know, how there are politics at work, right? Yeah. So the politics made me lose my job. And it was after three months probation. So technically, she's not even allowed to fire me like that. But mm. she did. Then it took me, I think, 15, 20 days to find another job. Mm. I found another job um, in China itself. Mm. Uh, they also promised me that uh, they will do my PR. Yeah. I was there for two months. After two months, they also fired me. Whoa. I actually got fired. So now I've lost seven months out of now I've only how many months left? Five? Yeah. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I'm so bad at math. Twelve. Five. Five months left. Mm-hmm. So now I got another job. Nursing. Mm-hmm. This people also promised me that they are going to do my PR. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had a lot of people in line. But they said that if you work good, uh, we promise that we will put your case above everybody and we will we will we will proceed with your application first. Yeah. To prove them, I used to take all the additional shifts I could mm-hmm. as as a as a uh, you know caretaker. Yeah. Um, and I would work twelve hours, fourteen hours, like you know, a day to just prove my worth so that they can apply for my citizenship or sorry, my PR. Yeah. Three months or two and a half months later, they also asked. They they didn't fire me. They told me that we won't be able to do it. Because they said that there are a lot of people before you, so mm-hmm. we have to go with them first. And we thought we will be able to uh, get to yours, but mm-hmm. we don't have enough time to apply for yours. So I had to leave that job. I didn't get fired on that job. I had to leave that job. So mm-hmm. three jobs, they promised me, yeah. and I couldn't do it. Now I got the fourth job. My work permit was going to expire on this uh, January 31st. Mm-hmm. And... I was able to get a job on December 9th of previous year. Literally one and a half month left before I could apply for PR. Yeah. Now, this lady did promise me that she is going to do my PR. And I told her the exact story. I told her everything. And she told me that if you give 100% uh, to this job, I'll definitely do your PR. I said, I'm at this stake of my career where either I'm all in or I'm all out. I've literally one and a half month. So if I don't give 100%, I'm going to be I'm going to be stupid not to give 100%. So I'm not going to give 100, I'm going to give 1000% yeah. because I cannot lose even one day. So we started uh one month passed away, one and a half month passed away. I was my work permit was expired. She still didn't apply for my PR. So I went to her. I told I told her that can you please uh, send the application like, can you please start the process mm-hmm. after a lot of requesting and you know begging and all she said that okay I'll, I'll start the process but by that time my work permit had almost expired so mm-hmm. one of the person guided me that go ahead and apply for uh, additional work permit or yeah. renewal of work permit and uh, even though you might not be able to get an extension mm-hmm. but at least it will buy you some time yeah. Until your employer files for your application. So I did that. Now, usually, um, work permit to get approved or denied, it takes usually three months. Yeah. That's the timeline. I was so unlucky. It took me, it took them 20 days. I got message. I applied for a renewal of work permit on 31st Jan itself, mm-hmm. the day when uh, my work permit was expired, when I expired. Yeah. And I got a message on 19th February that your work permit had been rejected. 
So now, when you first apply for work permit, uh, after you expire, you are on implied status. That mm-hmm. means you can work whatever your status is. You still are eligible to do that. But when your work permit re- gets rejected, then you literally are not in any status to work. Yes. So you you can't do anything. You you have to stay home. Mm-hmm. So in this process, uh, this lady told me that I'm going to continue doing your paperwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cannot hire you officially because obviously you don't have papers. Yeah. But if you want me to do your paperwork, then you need to do something else for me. Mm-hmm. And that was, she asked me to come to her house and be a maid. Mm-hmm. So clean her house, uh, you know, clean her dogs and cats and she was a single mother of three kids mm-hmm. so wanted to clean their rooms and there was a bed bug in the house one time and she asked me to like completely clear the whole house clean the whole house for yeah. the treatment and then arrange the whole house mm-hmm. and all that stuff she never paid me for it she just said that because i'm doing your pr you you have to yeah. do this for me okay. um now on the other side i was doing this on the other side i was trying to apply for my work permit yeah it got rejected so after she did all the files again then i again applied for it mm-hmm. and now it got approved oh nice so once it got approved then i filed for my pr mm-hmm. um and for pr also like because i was eligible for pr now mm-hmm. i was still working for the same person uh once my work permit got approved i started working officially mm-hmm. and i applied for pr so when I applied for PR, um, something, um, this uh, this happened on, I applied for PR or some, no, sorry, my work permit didn't get approved. Mm. But by the time, um, uh, I had already applied for PR, something like that. Yeah. So what happened is that uh, I applied for PR in May, mm. uh, May of uh, 2018, mm. something like that. And this was the first time when my parents came to Canada. Uh, 2000 uh, yeah 2000, my, my parents first time came to Canada and they were staying with me in Regina yeah. um, and since the age of 18 when I was in Canada I I didn't get time to spend with my parents especially on my birthday mm-hmm. really so this was the first time when they were in the country and my birthday was gonna be with them and yeah. it was the huge day for me um, on 17th of July I got I get a message from immigration that uh, your work permit is declined and your PR is also declined uh, and you need to leave the country immediately. And this was on 17th of July. My birthday is 18th July. And that was the day that I was waiting for because after five, six years, I was going to spend this day with my parents. Mm-hmm. And even that day, that was not in my, you know, in my destiny. Yeah. Um I called my dad. I was at work at the time. Mm-hmm. So officially, I couldn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I called my dad and I told him that this is what it is. He's like, just come home and we'll talk. Uh, my birthday was supposed to be with cakes and surprises and gifts. But instead, yeah. we all were crying because now I had to be, you know, leave the yeah. country yeah. immediately. So um, what I did, I called the immigration two, three times. Uh, to understand why they rejected my application because I I knew 100% that I've done it all right. Mm-hmm. So the letter that they gave me while rejecting it, the reason that they had mentioned was too, way different than what they told me over the phone when I called them. Mm-hmm. 
And then I called him again. And then the, there was a, a, a gentleman who spoke to me and he gave me another reason. So at that time, I told him that, you know, sir, I have called immigration two times already. Mm-hmm. And I've got a letter as well explaining the reason behind my, the, my, behind the rejection of my application. Mm-hmm. And all three times, there is different reasons. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand what exactly is the reason behind the rejection of my application. He said, let let me look into it. He put me on hold. He went and he looked into it. And he came back after like a few minutes and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. It has been a mistake from our immigration officer. Oh, no. (laughs) I have never heard that before. Have you? No. Uh, Nobody has actually when I told them the story. So I said, wow, really? And he's like, yes. So what we are going to do is we are going to reopen your file. Mm-hmm. We are going to reassess it. You don't have to pay for any application fee or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We're just going to work on it again with a different officer or the same officer. Yeah. So I asked, then do I need to go? Then do I need to leave the country? He's mm-hmm. like, yes, you still need to leave the country because that was the final decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to open it again. But currently... As per the decision, you need to be deported and right. as soon as possible. So I spent that 18th July with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 20th July, I left for U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stayed with my cousins there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the hardest part of my life because my parents had come to see me yeah. from India. And now I'm leaving them. <laughs> and I'm not even leaving to do something good. I'm yeah. leaving because I'm deported. Like imagine that 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 day that we have spent together as a family, you know, that mm-hmm. stress that my parents were seeing me off at the airport because I was deported. And there was like really heartbreaking thing. Yeah. Um, I was in US for two months. After that, they also joined after a week or two. They also came to US. Mm-hmm. Um, after two months, um, I got a letter from immigration. Mm-hmm. that uh, the case has been resolved your application has been approved oh yeah you're welcome back to canada <laughs> so i think i think that was to whomever i tell this story mm-hmm. uh and when i was leaving the country every single person that i knew they they told that don't leave the country fight for it hire a lawyer mm-hmm. because once you're out of the country there is no way you can come back like yeah. If an immigration officer has made a mistake, first, they won't accept it. If they do, then they are not going to uh, try to correct it because then it's going to look bad. Right. So but they still did. And I really, really like I'm 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 very much grateful of that immigration officer, whoever did that for me, Mm -hmm. uh, that looked into it. And uh, yeah. So wow. I got back. And so I'm the girl who got deported <laughs> because of a mistake and came back and then fought for Miss Canada 2021. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Wow. Whew. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Dang. <laughs> was it a long story? <laughs> no, it was it was interesting. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> I thought I had a bad story, but this is... You did? <laughs> this is... It's not only that. Uh, after I came back to Canada, mm-hmm. the employer that I was working for, uh, she fired me. Oh, no. Now, because my PR was through her, mm-hmm. I had... I was again 
in the sky. God oh. knows what to do. So, but she fired me on wrong terms. So oh, okay. I went to labor board and I fought for it. And I actually won the case mm-hmm. because I had a lot of proof. Yeah. Um, I won the case and the and the labor board, uh, like and the immigration in Regina, mm-hmm. they helped me a lot. They they told me that that's not a problem. We'll give you some time. Go and find a different employer who can do your PR. It doesn't matter what field it is. We mm-hmm. will still approve it, uh, and we'll wait for your file. So it, it was a huge help from immigration of Regina, but yeah, it, my story doesn't end there. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm not laughing, people. This is <laughs> wow. So you get deported, it gets approved. Yeah. Celebrations, everything. You're happy. You come back. Yeah. You get sabotaged again. Yeah. And then, how how long until you get a proper peer? Nine months. Uh, I was unemployed for nine months. <laughs> unemployed for nine months and i got my pr in 2019 september august august how are you oh oh god the day when i got my pr and Mm. the day when i crossed the border and came back that i i will never forget that day i will it took me believe it or not it took me eight years to get my pr and Mm. to whomever i say this uh, to all the immigrants, especially and international students, they're like, it just takes two, three years to get PR. How yeah. come you, it took eight years? Did you do a bachelor's or master's or PhD? I'm like, no, <laughs> I just did a college degree. It's just, I failed a lot yeah. <laughs> in school, in career, everywhere. But still, eight years. So in those nine months, you're in Canada, you leave, what do you do? I, yes, I was staying in Canada. I was going US sometime, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was just very hard to survive. Um, yeah, no. So you couldn't work. You know? No, I I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah, that's. Whew. Yeah. So it's mainly five years of school, three years of immigration. Yes. Dealing with the immigration. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. I've spent too much time and money on it, to to, to get uh, where I am right now. Yeah, yeah, but at least you got it. You got it uh, in 2019 because. Yes. I did. If 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 you didn't get it twin I don't know in twenty twenty they shut it down, right? Stop processing. No, you know what? After I got my PR, mm-hmm. uh I saw the rules have changed and now personal support workers are given a high priority. Oh wow. Yes. And uh there is a different case or different criteria for people who are going through um employer issues. Mm-hmm. If employer are taking advantage of them or something like that. There is yeah. a different criteria for that where immigration helps them. Oh, yeah. And before all this, they didn't have all that. So I was stuck with it. And I was like, why? Like, I, why, why, when I was there, why these all rules were not there? Yeah. Because I was a part of that. I was part of um, that employer taking advantage of me being, being an immigrant and not, not able to go anywhere because we're on closed work permit, right? So, yeah. That, that is it's like where do i even go what (laughs) who's this woman with her kids with the bed bugs and how does that conversation even happen so she made you work doesn't pay you yeah and then screws you over for the permanent residence like how do you live with yourself as a it was tough um when i used to work there um after i got i came back Mm -hmm. to canada uh, i didn't get fired immediately obviously yeah uh 
I used to, in nursing, you have like a full eight-hour shift or a, 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 a graveyard shift, which is a 12-hour shift, mm-hmm. right? So I, I used to have that. Uh, but after I came back to Canada, once I got back uh, after that deporting and all that stuff, mm-hmm. she changed my shifts. And my shifts were four hours in the morning and four hours in the evening. So in Regina, if you have lived or have you have heard, it's like always cold and minus 40. And yeah. in order to go somewhere, you have to like start your car 15, 20 minutes before because it's so cold outside. Mm-hmm. So and the travel time was about 20 to 25 minutes Mm -hmm. so i have to go four hours in the morning which was i think 10 to 2 or something like that Mm -hmm. and then four hours in the evening which was 4 to 8 i couldn't do anything in the whole day she because like by the time i come home i have to go again yeah and then you know like my whole day would just go it was a 12 or 13 hour shift in even though it was just a four hour shift yeah and then the torture i had to face uh by 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 that by those people when mm. when i was working there so she tried her best to do something that i quit oh, but okay. i couldn't because my pr was happening from that place i just i can't i couldn't and every single time i still remember uh, in regina when i was driving it was it was a highway that i had to take mm-hmm. every single drive that i've done and i'm not lying i have cried yeah. and i have I begged God to end this day or a lot of times I just wanted to like, you know, pass the highway and fall and just die because the torture, the mental harassment was to such a level Mm -hmm. that dying seemed easier, but I didn't. Yeah. And I'm happy that I didn't. I I decided to fight for it and I decided to survive. Um, And I think... And then that's, that's, that I think that, and I'm, I'm really proud of that, that oh, I yeah. didn't give up on my life and I, I didn't give up on my days because it, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to see this beautiful day where I'm sitting with you, right? Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be knowing this story. Like, I would be thinking everything is beautiful in Canada. Yeah. Was this lady Canadian or what? Uh, am I allowed to say? Yeah. Uh, no, she was not Canadian. Okay. <laughs> I was about to touch them Canadians because I love. She like was from Poland. Okay, so she was an immigrant being... Yeah, she was an immigrant, yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, it was was really tough. So it's like she knew the journey. So it's probably because someone did the same thing to her. The the part is that when I was going through all this, Mm -hmm. uh, it was not just the torture that I was facing in the the nursing home itself. It was Mm -hmm. a private nursing home. It was not a government. So the torture that I was facing, it was not her more, it was her sister more that was doing oh. all this. Um, and I'm more, I was more hurt and affected and bothered and harassed by her, mentally harassed by her sister mm-hmm. because her sister was the manager in the nursing oh, okay. home. She was having another job, so she wouldn't be. But her sister, obviously, like if you're brothers, right? Yeah. You, you're going to listen to what your brother is going to say. So it was not the the apart from that mental torture, I would face all that, and then I would go at her home and clean her house. Mm. And after that, also there was no nothing in return. I got you know I just I used to just get all the negative things and all mm. the abuses and all the yeah. insults and disrespect. Yeah, that's. Whew, at least you left. So you, yeah. once you got your PR, when did you leave Saskatchewan for? 
Vancouver? Oh, I left Saskatchewan in 2020, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I left is because uh, COVID had come and my work was from home mm -hmm. and my sister lives here. So my main purpose was to be with her. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. No more, no more Saskatchewan. No, no, no. no more minus Saskatchewan 40. Saskatchewan has very bad memories. No, no more minus 40. <laughs> no more minus 40, no. <laughs> yeah. Here we have snow and we don't go to work. Bye. <laughs> You're done for the week. That's true. <laughs> that's 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 amazing. Wow. So when did you get your new job? Oh, uh, I got this new job, like the one that I'm working right oh, now. Oh, the one that made you stop working with these weird people. Oh, that one. That one was when I was in Regina itself. Mm -hmm. It was uh, in 2019. And that that's where the good stuff starts. That's where the good stuff started. Yes, that's exactly where the good stuff started. I I, I would honestly say that, you know, my dad says this, that um, in everybody's life, uh, struggle is written. No matter what you do, you yeah. have to face struggle. Uh, You're really lucky if that struggle is in the early stages of your life, yeah. early years of your life, because that just means that the rest of your life is just going to go that smoothly yeah. because you're going to get reward of those struggles if you don't give up if you don't lose hope mm -hmm. if you keep doing right things yeah so i think i had that struggle of eight years that i did and yes after my permanent residency my 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 life changed a lot mm -hmm. financially physically mentally i've grown a lot so oh, yeah, yeah. Amazing. We celebrate you. <laughs> no more Saskatchewan, okay? Dear immigrants, <laughs> I wouldn't go out there. <laughs> not all rosy. <laughs> and, and how do you find Vancouver? You love it? Yes, yes. It's very beautiful. I love the weather. I love the people. You get to live and explore. Yes. Better. And uh, Vancouver is the reason that gave me opportunity to act acting and modeling. So yeah. I think it's a huge platform. Oh, yeah. That, so, yeah. Definitely, definitely. We have definitely. we have a lot of that. We have a lot of acting, a lot of yeah, uh, a lot of background. Yeah, right. A and lot. Toronto as well, I think. No, Toronto sucks. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I've never been. Vancouver is the best city. Super expensive, but we we leave. How do you find the cost of living here? You like it? I I honestly don't find it expensive. She's a rich woman, okay? We're talking with a rich human <laughs> being here. What, what do you mean you don't find it expensive? I feel that um, this city, if it's if it's asking more money from you, mm -hmm. it's giving you opportunities to earn more as well. So you just have to find that opportunity. Uh -huh. If you find that opportunity, it won't be a matter. See, these medical people, these health people who get paid and us, normal <laughs> people who just... Want to wake up and do I'm nothing? I'm not a medical person. See, <laughs> so this IT people. <laughs> it's, it's not only one thing that I do. Okay. We have background. <laughs> we have IT. What else? Uh, I run Airbnbs too. She runs Airbnbs, which are highly legal in BC. Yes. And <laughs> Thanks for mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> and what else? <laughs> uh, I rent cars too. She rents our cars. See, she's a businesswoman. She's a rich lady. <laughs> no, I'm... I, I'm a wealthy lady. Okay. And, very uh, wealthy. Very, yeah. <laughs> very, very wealthy. Yeah. What got you into, what do you mean rent cars? Like on Turo? Or? Yeah. That thing actually works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People actually rent cars. Yeah. Nothing happens to your car. It Obviously. <laughs> obviously things happen to your car. Uh, but Turo is really nice covering all that stuff. So that's really nice. Um, mm -hmm. it's It's been a busy market now. 
So I have kind of reduced that part of my income. Yeah. Uh, but I'm more into Airbnbs right now. Oh, wow. So. Yeah. Wow. People pay for Turo. Listen, my, my roommate told me to put my account on Turo. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think it works. So I'm shocked. It does work. It does work. But yeah, currently the season is very slow. Yeah. So yeah, nah. my, my yeah. cars are not going. I, I just have a lot of lo- local <laughs> and regular <laughs> customers. How many cars do you have? Uh, I had four. I just sold one. <laughs> so I have three now. <laughs> oh, so you just bought them to rent them out? Or you yes, bought yes, them because... Yes, yes. Of course, just to rent them out. And then one car, is, it's just, I just have it. It's like a van kind of thing mm-hmm. to move my furniture around uh, for Airbnbs. But yeah. Wow. You're actually running a business. And then, <laughs> okay, let's talk Airbnb. So for Airbnb, you own places or how does this work? I own one of the places. Okay. Uh, the others are uh, contracts with the with the landlords. Um, yeah. So she's a homeowner in Vancouver. I'm leaving this podcast, people. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. Okay. How was it like being a home? When did you become a ho- Is it called homeowner? Apartment owner? Is it an apartment, a house? Uh, condo. Condo. <laughs> Where? Downtown? Sorry. Okay. Okay. So you're the ones who are causing all those ruckus in Surrey. Um, <laughs> yeah. We all see those people making us all homeless. We're just trying to find homes. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. I just bought one. There are plenty of over there, though. Oh, the fact that you can afford a condo in British Columbia. You're the first person. Okay, you're the second person on this podcast who owns a condo. Really? Yeah, you're the second. Otherwise, everybody else owns house? No, they rent. Uh, I think they all rent or like... um, Oh, Stephen owns stuff. Yeah, so you're the third person. I think Stephen also has Airbnbs. Yes. He spoke about that? Yeah. Stephen was here talking numbers I've never heard of. I was just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait, what? It's <laughs> like, yeah, I lost hundred thousand. I'm like, how how do you lose hundred thousand dollars? That's crypto? that's huge. Now I need to know what she said. Yeah, he's like, he was doing cryptocurrencies and he lost hundred thousand. Oh. It's like, listen, I don't care if it's crypto, if it's whatever. I'm not losing hundred thousand. All right, you you pay me back my money. I want, I want, I'll lose ten dollars. Okay, I'll not lose hundred thousand, but. That's fascinating. Okay, so you do Airbnb. Is it busy? It's not busy right now. Why not? It's it's, like, I think it's because of the weather. And it's all in Surrey or you like all over? Uh, it's all over. Oh, nice. That's Delta, Vancouver, Bernadette. Yeah. So when's busy? Like summer? Summer is really busy, yeah. And did, how, how was COVID? I think COVID affected Airbnbs, no? Oh, uh, at that time I was not doing Airbnb. I just hmm. started doing about two years, one and a half year ago or so. Uh, but yeah, during during COVID, I was doing, but I didn't have many properties. I just had one mm-hmm. at the time, and it was doing good. Okay, it was really doing good. Yeah. So when it slows down, when you have a con- so a contract is what you pay them rent or you give them a portion of the Airbnb. It depends. I have different uh, 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 contracts with different people. Some I just pay rent no matter what, mm-hmm. uh, and then some for some I do percentage wise. Okay. Wow. So what happens if you no one books your room? You still pay the rent. I still pay the rent. From your... Yeah, I still pay See, the rent. This is why I don't have these Airbnbs, right? <laughs> because then in somewhere, uh, it it covers. For you, oh, okay. Right? So it, it pays it does, for itself. Yeah, it pays. And then um, if I feel that there is a property that is just not, you know, it's not worth it. It's not giving me enough uh, value for it. Mm-hmm. Then um, I have this 
contract with landlords that I'll just give a month notice and then wow. I'll I'll cancel the property. What, what what made you think of this? Now I'm interested. Airbnb. What? Yeah. What did Steven say? Well, St- St- Stephen was bragging, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was bragging. Okay. Yeah. I have I have an interesting fact behind it. Mm-hmm. So when I first came to Canada, um, no matter how hard you work to mm-hmm. earn your money or you know to to your first thought, what's the first thought that comes in your mind? I need to pay rent. Yeah. Right. That's the first thought. Any job that you do, any any income that you make. Mm-hmm. 90% or 80% or 70% or 60% of it goes into rent. Yeah. Right? And that's the major reason why you need a proper job that can pay off your rent. Mm-hmm. Other things like mobile bills, groceries, extra expenses is something you can always work on or you can, you know, try to be like flexible with yeah. or try to like, you know, spend less money. But rent is not something you can ever compromise with. Yeah. And that place is the least place where you're going to stay, especially if you're a student or working. Yeah. You just come home to sleep. Mm-hmm. And still, somehow, majority of your pay goes into that. Yeah. So I had this thinking in my mind that as an international student, when I came, I, I we were not allowed to work more than 20 hours mm-hmm. a week. Right? That was the rule. So no matter how hard you work, you cannot make more than $1,000 or yeah. 150 1500 because you can't even get that high level jobs mm-hmm. you're still studying right mm-hmm. so i had just had this thought that i won't be able to earn more and mm-hmm. i won't be able to save from my earnings so what if i save from my expenses okay. and um that's how i came with an idea that i can't save by earning more money because i'm li- i'm limited i'm 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 you know i'm i'm stuck yeah but if I rent a place and if I can, I can help people to rent other rooms and I can save my rent, then why not? So that's how I started. And initially when I started, <clears throat> it was just my way of helping me save money. So I'm saying this, all this, and I, I, I know a lot of people are going to start doing it. <laughs> so no, you'll be shocked. I am, I'm increasing my competition. But <laughs> no. when, I first, uh, when I first started looking for houses, you know, or mm-hmm. places, you go to any one bedroom apartment, you get it for fifteen hundred thousand dollars, something mm-hmm. like that. But if you go for two bedroom, you just pay two hundred or three hundred dollars more, and you get a two bedroom. Yeah. Right. In one bedroom, you have no other option; you just stay alone. Mm-hmm. In say two bedroom, it's just three hundred more, but you can still have a possibility of dividing that into half. Yeah. By giving it to somebody else on rent. Yeah. So that's how I started. Um, I was not earning more than thousand, I think. At when I was in Canada first time, like 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. But I had four bedroom houses on mm-hmm. rent that I would take um, uh, in, in London, Ontario. I was in London, Ontario. Yeah. I would take four bedroom houses on rent and then I would stay in the biggest, in the best room <laughs> of the house. Yeah. <laughs> and the other three rooms, I would rent it out to students. Yeah. And I would not pay anything at all. I would stay for free. So that's how I, I started this. Mm-hmm. And then a few months ago, a very bad experience happened with me mm-hmm. um, because of this Airbnb thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> now, uh, at this stage, I, I came to the stage where I didn't want to share my space with somebody 
permanently mm-hmm. because I wouldn't I was not sure how that person would be and I really love my privacy. Yeah. So I thought Airbnb is a better option because people come and go and I like to make connections. I like to meet new people. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's what I started doing it and this was again to help with my rent, yeah. not to actually make a second source of income. But <clears throat> a really bad experience I I faced uh last December mm-hmm. uh with one of my best friend mm-hmm. past ex best friend <laughs> uh so uh she taught me a really good lesson mm-hmm. and uh, after she left uh one of my friend told me that why don't you turn this into an income instead of just saving your rent you yeah. know and that's when it hit me that Oh, I can do this and that's when I started approaching landlords um, and you know trying to like build connections and started doing Airbnb. Oh wow. So initially it was just to save my rent. And then turned into turn into a business. Listen people, I don't I can't do it but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dealing with anybody but I, I feel okay, okay. You feel me? <laughs> I, feel I I get it. It's like now you have you say four properties. Six. Six or seven. But that's not enough. I think Steven has more. <laughs> yeah, Steven. I'm promoting Steven. Steven, Steven he, he, he said he had a, one time he had a, like a big house. Yeah. He divided each house, like the rooms into different people. And he had a guy who was a drug dealer. <laughs> oh, geez. He's like, I didn't even know. I'm like, how do you have people you don't know who are living here? It's like, it's a lot of people to deal with. But yeah, yeah that, that was his story. That's That's fascinating. Oh, so you are business minded. <clears throat> That's good. Yeah. First person I've met was business minded. Everybody really? else is. Yeah, most people. Okay, Steven. <laughs> um, but, but most people, it's always like, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to push more, make more money. And no one's ever like, oh, I have this business. I have this business. I do this. I do this. Oh, this to do this. Like, I'm a wealthy woman. What you want? Like, <laughs> I used to do three jobs at a time. Three. One. How many jobs are you doing now? Now only one. Okay. I swear. <laughs> I swear. But I used to. Okay. Two years ago, I used to do three year, three jobs at a time. Three laptops at the same time. <laughs> I just told my employers <laughs> I'm not listening. Oh, it's done. You moved on. Like it's 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 But that's what I that's what I like. You know, I, I, that's what I'm saying, that you have to find opportunities uh, and then... And then it's not expensive. Earn so much that uh, the tax that you pay yeah. is not even money that you count. <laughs> so, like, the tax that you pay is not money you count. The rent that you... Okay, you don't even pay rent no more. The rent that you pay... You don't <laughs> I, even have a I do, I do. Uh, and the business is slow. I pay not for one, for five, six houses. So... <laughs> well, you've already saved that from the businesses themselves. So, you're not paying anything. Um, wow, I'm gonna chase all my roommates and start having everything. <laughs> yeah, you need to kick him out. <laughs> I, go. I, can't, I, can't, I can't do this no more, bro. But. Oh, wow, okay. So, in this part of the podcast, we ask you these questions that were given to me by my seven year old nephew. Oh, nice. They're not even that hard, it's like the easiest okay. questions. Cool, like, cool. He's seven people, like, sure. Okay, so the first question is for what in your life? Do you feel the most grateful? I am Ismaili, um, mm-hmm. Aga Khan, Shia, Muslim. Uh, religion. I'm talking okay. about religion. Um, 
I honestly feel most grateful about being born in this religion mm-hmm. um and born in a family where I have parents like my mom dad okay wait you said oh, the part I call was muslim what did you say before that oh uh, i i just described the caste okay i was like wait what i've never heard <laughs> of this before yeah okay um then number 2 is if you could change anything about the way you were raised what would it be if i could change anything about the way i was raised i wish my dad would just tell me one day that all this is a lie and you're really rich do whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> i was just wanted to teach you a lesson what how how poverty looks like yeah <laughs> Uh, but other thing that i would like to ch- uh, i would like to change is um i wish yeah i don't know no like, ah, i think life. that i think yeah my life was perfect man what yeah. you talking about like <laughs> no no it's not perfect no no it's not perfect i get you uh what is the greatest accomplishment of your life uh getting permanent residence in canada yeah. being miss canada finalist yeah and one time th- th- there are three sorry okay <laughs> uh one time i this was my first time i had a car mm-hmm. and i drove 22 hours all the way from regina to vancouver to surprise my parents alone 22 hours alone how was that sorry how was the journey you enjoyed oh, it oh jeez it was amazing it was amazing which i'll never do again <laughs> alone <laughs> but it was every minute that i spent thinking that i'm going to surprise my parents was yeah amazing. and then you drove back i drove back so it's like 44 hours yeah Oof. man i drove to calgary yeah that was fun that that's fun yeah that was painful It's fun. fun. It's painful. It's so risky. The roads are so yeah. Oh, coming okay. out of BC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, to my passengers, they remember. Nobody died, right? We made it. <laughs> We live to tell the story. Okay. Um, what do you value most in a friendship? Uh, value the friendship itself. I think if it's true mm-hmm. then no matter what uh it shouldn't break and oh, nice. understanding should be there. Okay. What does friendship mean to you? I don't think this are 7 year old. Hey, this 7 I'll show you. <laughs> your aunt is ID. Smart. 7. <laughs> <laughs> For me friendship is it's like if it's true and if it's if it's genuine I feel it's it's a family you have chose okay. after you were born. Family that you choose. All right. Um what's something people seem to misunderstand about you? I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. Um I have a anger problem. I get I get I'm very short-tempered. Yeah. I think I've changed that now. But people misunderstand about me is that um that I'm not a good person. Sometimes people misunderstand that because I get angry and I'm very moody. I have a lot of I have mood swings <laughs> a lot. 
so when i'm good like mm. when my my mood is good i'm like the sweetheart but when i'm upset or frustrated and anything can upset me trust me oh, wow. <laughs> you biting your nails can also upset oh, me oh wow <laughs> <laughs> and then i become really like annoying yeah <clears throat> and because of that anger and yeah. because of that that negative that that one flaw i have mm-hmm. i feel a lot of people misunderstand me okay yeah at dnf you do not anger yeah, I with those questions i think about all these answers when i go home properly because i think i'm not giving proper answers oh you are this is uh yeah i'm like uh hopefully we don't make you angry right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if you could turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self oh, what would you tell her i would love to talk to her and i would love to tell her stay away from boys <laughs> oh no okay this is okay uh yes. no, no sorry <laughs> No, no, sorry, not boys. Stay away from people who doesn't have good intentions. Mm-hmm. Like, trust that universe and God has planned things for you, and yeah. they are gonna happen for you. Mm-hmm. Have faith. Don't just jump into something because you think that's right. Just, just believe in God. It's gonna my, work out. Be my, strong. To my future daughter, you heard her. Stay away from boys. All right. Yes. Stay away. <laughs> Nobody, nobody. <laughs> Books before boys. Yes. Um, what is the most important thing you've learned in your life? What was your life like before learning it? What was your life like after learning it? The most beautiful thing that I have genuinely learned in my life is that you don't need anybody's acceptance to accept you. You don't need anybody's approval to say... To, to to make you feel that you're right and you're a good person you don't need it they they are just people outside uh, and everybody has a way of looking at things so don't don't wait for people's approval to accept you and love you just love yourself yeah um and please leave where respect is not served mm. that's that's the the most important lesson that i've learned um a lot of times i would keep people about my self respect relationships yeah. about my self respect which initially was a great thing to do but then those people start taking you for granted yeah. and make you feel that they can walk over you and you don't mean anything to them so very harsh but i've learned that mm-hmm. um <clears throat> before i learned this um i had the habit of pleasing people yeah and uh, waiting for everybody to love me and accept me and then mm-hmm. only i would look at me and be like okay i'm i'm good person yeah um and in that pleasing i lost my respect somewhere yeah. you know start people started looking at me as just some other girl mm-hmm. instead of somebody they they can look up to as a mm-hmm. as a person i was just I was just somebody who can walk over mm-hmm. so the the moment when i realized that i don't have to do that i just have to accept myself mm-hmm. <clears throat> after that my life has changed in a way that i have very less people that i know i have very less friends mm-hmm. but i'm happy i'm really happy because yeah. if tomorrow somebody comes and tells me anything mm-hmm. uh i don't get affected i i don't get affected it, there is a wall in front of me after all this that it takes a lot for them to hurt me oh yeah she said uh what she said don't go where respect is not served or leave leave the place where respect is not served no matter what relation it is okay. even if it's your father mother <gasps> honestly i mean it okay 
I mean, <laughs> I'm not getting mad at you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, okay. I'm just being serious. I really. get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No. That I think that that was the one thing my my mom taught me because I was raised by a single mom, so she taught yeah. me that like when people don't respect you, just just walk away. Yeah. You you respect yourself enough yeah. to walk away. Yeah. Um. What is the best compliment you have ever received? Three days ago, okay. I, this is genuinely the best compliment. Three days ago, I had a girl came to my house for some work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I live in a four-bedroom house right now. <clears throat> and I do Airbnbs in the room. But there were no people right now. She came and she looked at the house. It's a beautiful house. It's not mine. I'm mm-hmm. renting it. And uh, she asked me, like, are you are you married? I'm like, no. She's like, do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, no. And she's like, so your parents? I'm like, yeah, they are going to come in. You know, they're going to come soon. They're in India right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then she's like, you're such an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like, because she, we started talking and she came to know that I own a condo and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. she's like, at the age of 18, you came. You're the first unmarried girl that I have seen at the age of 28 mm-hmm. who has, you know, bought a condo in Vancouver. Yeah. And currently you're living like a queen. Like it's yeah. a four bedroom house. You're the only one staying mm-hmm. and you don't give a damn of anybody <laughs> outside the world. Yeah. You're living like a queen and you're such an inspiration. So that thing is really stuck in my mind. And that was really, really nice compliment that I've ever heard. Yeah. I agree with that lady. Like that's <laughs> some of the things you said. I didn't think that was gonna be the happy ending. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, okay, this one I think you've answered, but what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Have I already answered this? No, you like throughout okay. the conversation, but uh my biggest failure <clears throat> and what I've learned from it. What did I answer? I don't even just well, like you're just saying, like you're the first person I've ever met who's like, yeah, I failed here, I failed there, and then I did this. Okay, you know what? I actually failed that too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Uh the biggest failure. Um, the biggest failure is that when nursing got away from my hand. Um, at that particular time I didn't know which profession I had to go to. And that was my biggest failure because I remember that, I still remember that day I called my sister, mm-hmm. my younger sister, and I told her that, Afrin, if there is no nursing, then there is no me. I, I really don't know what to do without nursing. Yeah. And that was my biggest failure because I didn't know where to start from. Okay. And she told me that, trust God, there is, there, there is something better for you. Yeah. And then one time <clears throat> I had a relationship breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when also I called her. And that was my another failure. <laughs> Sorry. <I, laughs> Sorry. Your life okay. is going to kill me, right? Um, and I was really attached to this person. So <clears throat> I thought that person was the best person in the world. And I could never get a guy like him. Yeah. So she told me that, you know, like, you know, that there is a God mm-hmm. is having something behind his back that he's waiting to give it to you. Mm-hmm. You're holding a small teddy bear. Yeah. If you don't let go that small teddy bear that you have, because you think that that small teddy bear that you have is the best thing that you've ever had because yeah. you haven't seen the world yet. Yeah. Right. But you don't know that God is holding a bigger teddy bear for you behind his back. And he's mm-hmm. just waiting for to give it to you 
but you if you don't let go that small teddy bear then he's not going to give it to you mm-hmm. so this is the failure that i learned that you know what i have is perfect and if if that goes away then i'm lost and that's my failure yeah. but what i learned is that there is always something better for you wow. if something you lose it's always going to get replaced by something better you just have to trust 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 the process trust the process trust god let go hey people in relationships get out i'm going to yeah, tell if you if you're not <laughs> well listen do the relationship not worth it just say it okay if that person is not talking to you then leave it okay it's not talking to you <laughs> they're not talking to you they're acting up just 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 walk out of that relationship yeah. if right? you're not valued you're not respected just leave walk away um what advice would you give someone Oof, okay i think i have to change this what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours but i was just want to say what advice would you give someone who's engaging on a journey that you engaged like a little 18 year old is about to immigrate to Canada. Um I would say that um in the stress of getting a residency and in the stress and uh in that in that struggle of becoming something in Canada mm-hmm. don't forget to live. I I forgot to live my 10 years of my life and mm-hmm. I really don't know what young life and college life looks like mm-hmm. because all I did was study work fail work study mm-hmm. so I would like to just let people know that do what you have to do but don't forget to live it's breathe it's important <laughs> don't forget to live people <laughs> uh who are the three people who have been the most influential to you hands down my dad my mom hands down um uh, there are more than three people yeah like we just with three because it's seven you know my <laughs> my sister for sure yeah. uh she is very young to me she's mm-hmm. three years younger than me but she is mature than me i think uh she gives me the best advices in the world and then there is one more person his name is amin he's mm-hmm. my bro- he's my cousin brother in us um he is like a godfather to me like if anything i'm ever stuck he's the person i would go to so okay. those four people are really really close to me there are a lot of other people too i've i've not told them but these yeah. four people are definitely okay. very close and then this one he says is there any question that i did not ask you that you <laughs> wanted to be asked i said the question you didn't ask me i don't think so okay. but it was really nice Uh, oh, yeah? conversation I, i i i i would really love to take it as long as i can <laughs> okay and then the opposite of that is do you have any questions for me uh is there any anything that i said that was boring <laughs> oh no Oof. you have a i think if i was to write a book out actually write a book about your life Oh come on! Don't do, do you tell this to every guy, every person you meet? No, you can go watch all episodes. I've never okay. told anybody this. <laughs> this was because your story is like come to Canada. That's like the happiest moment of yeah. almost everyone's life, right? Like when you get Definitely. that visa, and then you come in, and the experience for you is like, okay, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> then when you go through, because I know a lot of uh, immigration, because I went through, but not super similar to yours. Mine was pretty smooth. Yeah. by those standards because mine was I applied for permanent residency in 2020 in the pandemic uh-huh. which was mistake number one because <laughs> they then shut down the IRCC like they were not working from yeah. 2020 because I applied like in August yeah and mine only got approved <laughs> August this year so it took two years 
of nothing. So like wow. the, there was no so you were stuck. Yeah, there was no there was no communication. There was no Yeah. It was just silence. You could Yeah, because of because oh of COVID. <laughs> and then so like I thought this was the worst terrible experience immigration story ever told. I'm like <laughs> I went two years just <laughs> no nothing, communication. No communication. And then the next communication I get is essentially you have to redo the whole application. Oh no. Again, so they requested all the documents, do the medicals, do everything Jeez. again. And then I did it. And then within a week, they're like, okay, approved. Bye. Oh, but I was like, guys, how am I supposed to have this money that you're asking me for? Like within a week, like everything was, you have to So you have to, to pay twice again? Yeah, but I didn't pay for the application. So I had to do medicals again. I had to. But that's not fair. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you want. <laughs> get, yeah. get this done. Get, get me out of I think every person who comes to Canada. Yeah. Uh, most of them has a dream to yeah. achieve what we have achieved. So. Yeah, so I just do it. So I thought, damn, I have the <laughs> terrible experience. And then I'm like, oh, okay. I think, I think I'll take my story <laughs> over yours <laughs> any day. I'm not. Ooh. But my friend, my friend did the same thing. Okay, I will not say this because he might get in trouble. But they made him pay. So his employer, they're like, pay us. Yeah, yeah. A lot of employers you. do that. To process. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, a lot of employers do that. And i that's the reason I fought with my employer. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, nah, that's, that's, that's terrible. I was not going to do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll still wait my two years. So I'll still take, I think I have the... Better story than everybody. But I have friends who are like, yeah, just applied again. Within three months, it's yeah. done. Life goes but on. But at least you got in one week after that. Yeah, but this was after two years. I know. I know. It was it was. Every bad. day you wake up. I went to the... I know. That's the hardest part. The wait. Yeah. That's the hardest part. I went to the... His name, what's his name? Jagmeet Singh. Mm-hmm. The NDP leader. Because he's the... MP yeah, for yeah, Benabi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when they they wrote to the RCC, the RCC was like, "Yeah, he's, we have his files. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> like that's it." And then they're like, "Yeah, they told us just wait." I was like, "He's always on TV. Just, <laughs> just go and finish my file. <laughs> just get it done." Because other thing is, you you get worried that your work permit expires, right? Yeah, and yeah that's yeah. just stressful. Were you on closed work? No, no, I had an open. Because okay. I got mine for, yeah, I went to school and then got the three years yeah. that you were hoping for. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm not going to tell her that I got it. But yeah, I got it. <laughs> was super open. I'm not jealous. It's okay. Super open. I worked for a year, applied. As soon as my one year just passed, I was yeah. like, because I didn't want to work for that person. Like, uh, I was working, I was working market marketing, yeah, doing the marketing. But sometimes yeah. you had to, because it was a cleaning company, sometimes yeah. you had to go do the cleaning. Yeah. And then you're like, damn, I need my papers. <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> you can't say anything. But once it's done, it's done. I was yeah. like, I'm I'm not doing this again. I, will not, <laughs> I don't even know if I'll apply for citizenship. I'm, like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> no, come this, on. This process. <laughs> it's you know, tough. But uh, it's one time, right? Now, yeah, after one that, time. you don't have to worry. Yeah. But I'm like, <laughs> 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 it's, it, it's, it's a lot of stress, but yeah. An immigrant, yeah. Only immigrants it. can understand. Yeah. So I can totally relate to you. Yeah. The, the, the weight, there's nothing like that. But yeah. yeah, when you get that study visa, that's like the best day the of best your day, life. Yeah, the best day of your then life. Then you come to Canada, like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's genuinely the best day. So it's a different story. So you've been to India ever since you came here? Uh, Yes, twice. Twice? Well, first, I went after five years. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, I still have one more year, but okay. <laughs> 
no, 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 yeah, I'm not going home. But, uh, <laughs> I love it, but I will be back, people. When I when I'm wealthy, you know, when I'm a wealthy <laughs> person, then I'll show up. When I have, yeah. I am not that wealthy though. <laughs> Yo, you got five houses or oh, six. They are on rents. I don't own them. Four on rent, one you own, or five on rent, one you own. Still, that's 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 commitment. One day I'll own though. I'll own all that. And you work a job. Yes. And you own Turo. Yo. I don't own Turo. Okay, I not own, but like you're you're on Turo. Yeah. And but yeah, one I hope one day I, I do become that wealthy that I can own all this. And then you just like now working I'm on into it. acting. See, once you start acting, you start, you start making the acting money. It's yeah. gonna be a different. Yeah, yeah. If I get acting, I leave everything. What? No. Except my job, I can't say you that. Know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, acting. The thing with acting, the problem with acting is, um, unless you start making like those million dollars yeah. a, a year, you can't really stop working. because yeah, because these true. people they work like six months out of a year. Yeah. So when you do your breakdown, you're like, yo, I'm not actually making a lot That's of money. True. That's true. This stuff. But to be in your position, what you're doing, I can just add it on top. Because acting, you're there yeah. for a week and you're done. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just keep making money and, and work. And I am going to come in the short film that Kevin is making. It's unpaid. People <laughs> don't come to me and be like, yo, pay me. I'm like, I ain't got no money. All right. When are you making that? Uh, It's something maybe January or February. Okay. No, not January. Yeah, maybe. Because I don't know. The thing is that nowadays everything depends on the yeah. weather. Weather, yeah. Yep. And getting people to come through. But yeah, soon. I want to do it very soon, actually. Because yeah. I finished this. Generally. My goal this year was like every month do something. Yeah. Just makes. Because the more you do, then the more opportunities you can get That's to actually true. get paid to do it. Yeah. Because those people are like, show us what have you done. Yeah. Like, oh, nah, I need money to do what I've done. <laughs> but they're like, nah. Show us, show us. But yeah, definitely. Uh, it was fun having you around. Thank you fun. for coming through. Thank you for calling me. Thank you for telling us your story. The ups and downs of Canadian immigration. <laughs> <laughs> and we're happy that you have a happy ending. Yes. And it's only going to get better. It's only going to get sure. better. Um, any final words for the people? Um, final words for the people who are listening. Do listen to his shows. <laughs> I'm promoting him, but he's not paying me. Yeah, I don't, I don't pay. I'm a journalist. <laughs> journalist integrity. Um, the final words is keep watching. Uh, it's really inspiring. And to all the immigrants, uh, Canada is genuinely very welcoming. And uh, just because you face few bad people, that doesn't mean that every everyone is bad. It's uh, It will just help you learn from your mistakes and just make you a better person and how to grow from there. All right. And wh- where do we find you online? What's, what's your Instagram? Oh, my Instagram is Amreen Satani. A M R I N S A T A N I. Yeah, it should That's be. It should, it'll pop up somewhere, all right? Yeah, it will just pop my, up. My Amreen editors will put, <laughs> put it there. Extra work for you guys. Uh, okay, and then that's the Instagram. Check out on Airbnb if you're ever in Vancouver. Do you search a person by their name on Airbnb? I've never done no, it. No, no. Oh, so you just. the links. But yeah, if, if they have to contact me, they can just contact me on Instagram. Okay, contact her. <laughs> I support, give good rates. Support her business. Yeah, make her rich. Please. Make, 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 you see, here's what I'll do, people. I'll start charging people to act in my short film. So please do go. Uh, <laughs> and then two rows, the same thing. You send links to them. Yeah. Okay. And then directors or anybody looking for new faces. Hi. 
What do you mean? Oh, director's <laughs> acting. Oh, I was like, wait, what? You you do plastic surgery now? What? No. <laughs> like you... No, if you're looking for new faces for your films, films, TVs, modeling, or yeah, don't commercials, be, don't be shy. Especially commercials, we need that model money. Yes. Pay, her, pay. Don't just call her for work for free now. Pay her. Okay, I know I call people for free, but you know, pay her. Pay, 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 pay her what she's worth. Okay, and an immigrant consultant. Uh, if you need help. You know? <laughs> No, I wouldn't be an immigrant consultant, but uh, I can definitely be a friend, uh, immigrant okay. friend, if you have any issues. She said, if you need friends, go. Yes. Like, like I always say, me, I mean, your friends, people stay away from me. Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. We're all friends here. Uh, yeah, we have said, thank you very thank much. You. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, we invite her back next time when she's a millionaire and then be like, please tell us what it's like to make millions in Vancouver. <laughs> For uh, sure. See y'all next week. See you.